Hey, welcome to International Solidarity Movement Podcast. يلا اهلا وسهلا بكم في اذاعه حاكه التضامن الدوليه فلسطين. Hey, and welcome to the first episode of the International Solidarity Movement Podcast. This podcast has been made by three volunteers who visited the West Bank in December 2022 to join the work of the Palestinian-led International Solidarity Movement, or ISM. My name's Tom, and I first joined ISM over 20 years ago now, in 2002. Since then, I've been on many visits to Palestine over the years. I made this podcast with my comrades, Hazel and Nicole. We wanted to make the podcast to amplify some of the struggles that are happening right now in Palestine, and particularly to raise awareness of the work of ISM. We're hoping that some of you who listen might consider joining ISM in Palestine. The three of us are particularly involved in anti-repression organising in the UK, supporting prisoners and people experiencing state repression. We wanted to learn about how people in Palestine support each other in the face of the Israeli occupation's prison system, and many of our interviews touch on this subject. We've recorded a series of 14 interviews, and this first interview is with Abdul Karim, who's an amazing Palestinian friend and comrade who's been with ISM since almost the beginning. We asked him some questions about himself and what drew him to working with ISM. The ISM is a grassroots organisation with principles of non-violence, non-hierarchy and anti-oppression. It makes all of its decisions by consensus. Before I hand over to Nicole and Abdul Karim, just a note about the use of the term non-violence in this interview. ISM is part of the Palestinian non-violent unarmed resistance against the occupation. A resistance which I should add is met by extreme militarised armed force by the Israeli forces and settlers. In contrast to many strands of European pacifism, ISM does not see non-violence as the only legitimate tactic against Israeli colonisation. Instead, the ISM points out that the Palestinians have the right to use force to resist. However, the goal of ISM is to use non-violent tactics as a way of furthering the Palestinian struggle. And now I'll pass over to Nicole and Abdul Karim to tell you more about the International Solidarity Movement. Hello, thank you for joining us today. Um, please can you share a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with ISM? Hello, uh, welcome and yeah, I'm happy meeting you and work with you. I am Abdul Karim, uh, Palestinians. Uh, now I'm a freelance journalist, but I used to be uh, an activist and also uh, human rights uh, defender uh, in in last uh, like uh, 30 years after uh, release from the prison because I have been a student in Turkey uh, with as a mechanical engineer while I during a vacation coming back to visit my family I was arrested accused to do activity at that time in 80s to be a membership even in the student union, Palestinian student union or any political party, it is illegal according to the Israeli occupation uh, security system, which is not a real system, it is an occupation system. So I spent like from 1984 until 1990 uh, in prison, six years. Uh, sentence first for five years being activist and membership in uh, a political party, 
within BLO and and uh, after six months of being released, I arrested again uh, as an administrative detention because it was during the first intifada and they used to uh, arrest uh, Palestinians even. I worked as a journalist at that time, the beginning. I was engaged and starting my new life, but anyway, they arrested me uh, for six months, then they extended the other six months, accusing me that I do something even during while I'm in prison, and, uh, which is fake. Uh, then I released in 1990, married, and now I have five children, and I work as a journalist in Al Ayam newspaper as a reporter for that uh, newspaper, daily newspaper. And after 10 years, I quit and work as uh, a Palestinian freelance journalist. As you may know, that uh, ISM as uh, International Solidarity Movement started or started in 2001 when some Palestinian activists and other international uh, uh, volunteers are here found that during the second intifada when it started in 2000, uh, that there is need to uh, do something to uh, like protect the Palestinians uh, from the violence from the occupation forces uh, at that time when they invade all the Palestinian cities, uh, making curfew, roadblocks, and killing a lot of Palestinians. So those internationals and Palestinian activists joined together to act and to participate in Palestinian nonviolence direct actions against the occupation. So it started like this. So they make uh, their principle. And as a, a journalist in uh, Tul Karim and the hot areas was in the north, Nablus, Tul Karim, Jenin and other. And there is a lot of international volunteers. So we make the group of this movement. I joined the, this movement because I like, I really convinced and like the way the principles and the rules that they are working with, especially convinced with uh, non-violence, direct action, resistance, uh, including uh, boycott is the most active way in to show our issue and to lead us for freedom. What do you think is the role of internationalists who, who come? What made me like ISM in general, because at that time I am a member of different societies in Tulkarim, including Rede Crescent, and we hosted those international volunteers in our society because they're doing a great work for us. And as journalists, it is it leads me also to a free movement because the Israeli occupation will not have, will put more obstacles uh, against Palestinian journalists. Even we hold an international press card, but we are mostly targeted. Being with the uh, international volunteers and uh, they do much removing roadblock, breaking the curfew, uh, joining the ambulances to rescue the injured people. This great work involved me 
and also the rules. ISM have used to have like three main principles. First, the Palestinian-led organization, even it includes Palestinians internationals, but Palestinian-led, which means that we, as ISMA, we as a, a movement, as a volunteers, believing in nonviolence, will follow what's the Palestinian grassroots organization, what the grassroots community needs and what they plan. Uh, Palestinian-led means also the international activists are not initiative any kind of activity. They are just participate, being in solidarity, stand hand by hand with the Palestinians in uh, direct uh, non-violence actions. So the other principle is non-violence. We believe in non-violence as a power of nation, of people against the, the oppression. So nonviolence is uh, it is not a tactic, it is a strategy of ISM and a strategy of a lot of uh, like uh, liberation movements, example like India, South Africa and other places. And we said the other thing that attracted me as in the past I was a member in a political party which depends on hierarchical, hierarchical I don't know this in English, but hierarchical uh, system that ISM is unhierarchical. Uh, so there is no leaders. All the volunteers, all the members in this organization are having the power of making decisions together. No leaders uh, and no power. No one tell us what to do. We are doing what comes from the grassroots, what the needs from the community. So we are here for uh, like joining the Palestinian nonviolence struggle, being like a protection present in order uh, and documenting uh, the violation from the Israeli occupation forces and settlers, colonial settlers, illegal settlers here against Palestinians, people, land, and uh, their home against the system of ethnic cleansing because it happens house demolishing and confiscating land and uprooting trees and everything's happening from the occupation forces. And we are believe in this. Also, uh, ISM believe that the Palestinians have the right to resist the occupation uh, according to the international law in every ways, but ISM like use the non-violence strategy in that uh, struggle. So people are appreciated, those international, which gives hope. Yeah, the, the, the issue of ISM in general, also there is two other issues which attractive and encourage people to join ISM. First of all, ISM volunteers are self-funded, so we are not under an umbrella of any political party or any conditional funds come from any any side. So we have our independent like policy, and also uh, most ISMRs are for all Palestinians. They are not related or connected to any political party. So we are connected to the needs and to the grassroots movement with the Palestinians. So this gives the respect for ISM volunteers between the 
uh, Palestinian community in Geneva. What sort of things do people do like day to day? And obviously, you know, it's been going a really long time. Like, what are some of the kind of successes you've seen of like the power of ISM here? Yeah, there's a lot of successes. I, I said that seeing uh, international volunteers present here and solidarity with Palestinians gives the hope of Palestinians that we are not alone, we will not lose the hope. Also, ISM in the past, when they started building the apartheid wall against West Bank, we managed to uh, stop it and highlight how it affects the Palestinian life. And in the past also, ISM activists, when they are uh, in solidarity with Palestinians who their homes will be demolished, staying at home, resisting the demolition order, either to delay it until the people can reach the court and to stop it. We have a lot of succeed in this issue. Uh, nowadays, maybe the increasing of the violence from the Israelis and then care about uh, international uh, volunteers or even about the human rights. Even, even in this case, the highlight of the Palestinian case with the uh, volunteers, human rights activists joining ISM in their countries, because most of the work for the international volunteers, when they are seeing in their eyes what's ha happening here and participating and feel what's happening here. When they return back, they make like a lot of activity in solidarity with Palestine and their countries. They, they manage to change a little bit the public opinion on those countries to put the pressure on their government, who, who usually, especially European countries, United States, usually uh, like uh, supporting and still supporting Israel, but the public opinion in their countries. So, Palestinians uh, reach many succeed in the field of uh, highlight what's the life under the occupation and make a public opinion about that the Palestinian cause should be solved. The Palestinians should have their rights for freedom, return, and justice. It's been like a real pleasure to meet you here and um, have training from you and have little moments of conversation with you about your life and I think for people listening from other countries like it would be amazing if you can share a little bit more about your background if you feel comfortable like what politicized you this is uh, this is not only me it is it's happening for every Palestinians like students or even children when they lived under the occupation for this long time, that because I born, I'm 60 years old, 65 actually. Today is my birthday. <laughs> you can, yeah, 65 years old. I born before the occupation of 67, and still the uh, my family used to be from uh, Yafa, from 48. But we are not, I am not registered as refugees, but we are living in Tulkarim and we have homes and in Yaffa. So we are uh, lost most of our land. So Palestinian people in general are very connected to politics because of their cause. So a child, nine years old, 
both in under the occupation and in the 60s, 70s, a lot of uh, resistance because we thought that this occupation should be ended as uh, as much. So I interfered or involved in uh, politics or in uh, as a child in, in the school because at that time, 70s, there is a lot of uh, military uh, forces and they lives in between our homes every day. We are facing them and our invaded our schools, killing and yeah. And we involved in demonstration and most of the time from sixty-seven uh, until ninety-three when the VA established, there is no armed resistance inside West Bank and Gaza. It is only uh, like non-violence resistant, maximum throwing stones to express our anger, our life. So in this environment that I was, and uh, then I become like uh, turned to the, uh, let's say, communist or leftist uh, strategy, then uh, finish my uh, school, and there is no universities here for the chemistry, most of the Palestinian students uh, study outside. So I went to Turkey, to Jordan first and to Turkey. At that time, we are Jordanian. So, yeah, in Turkey, I involved in politics due, uh, through the Palestinian Student Union and with the political parties. So this gives me the power when I come here and because of my activity outside, which is uh, just telling people what what's going on here and uh, joining some protests here in the vacations. So I was arrested while I'm coming to visit at the border between Jordan and West Bank, which was under the control of Israelis. So and charged for five years for that memberships and yeah, when I was released in 1989, it was the first intifada, which is the the big uprising for Palestinian people. Uh, yeah, it is normal to participate in, in it. Uh, of course, because forbidden to travel to continue my study forever at that time. So no, no hope for going back to Turkey or even leaving the West Bank. I involved to change my, what is called work, because being in prison for like five years, we are very talkable people, so and involved in politics. And the only way that when I married, she asked me what I said to my family. I told her, tell him he is a journalist, and then I go to the media, take some workshops, then study in Bergzeit Media and involved in media work. This is what happened, but we continue because the uprising. Uh, the first intifada, the second intifada, and 90s, like, there's all the time media work as a journalist and as an activist and seeing this, a lot of violation, continue, I continue my activity beside my work and beside, uh, like, as uh, a family keeper or whatever. So it is normal, and this is the story of every Palestinian in that generation. And it is the story of every Palestinian in this generation also. Living under this 
environmental of roadblocks, killing, uh, confiscating, damaging home, involve every Palestinian. It involved even international human rights and volunteers here. What about Palestinians? And yeah, we, we, we feel, like, as a Palestinian, I feel, and all the Palestinians feel that we will not develop our country, we will not get a good economic situation or without, without uh, being free or have an independent state of this longest occupation, which like uh, doing everything in order to take us out, including that half of our nation or more than half, the Palestinians are 14 million now, maybe six millions living in Gaza and uh, West Bank, East Jerusalem and in uh, what we called uh, Israel or 48. So, you know, we're here, we're here in December 2022 and there's been some clear elections of very right-wing politicians in 48 in Israel. How do you think this is going to affect things in Palestine and what's your kind of perspective on, you know, the kind of like necessary direction for, you know, liberation of Palestine in the future? Yeah, in general, it is, uh, it is not new that uh, the right-wing uh, or fascists parties are winning the elections in Israel because always uh, the Israeli governments are uh, from right wings uh, in general and continue the project of Zionists in general. The bad issue is from the Palestinian side and today, for example, it is uh, 23 to 2023, more than 30 years of signing uh, Oslo Agreement, which is between the buckets called the peace process. And uh, most of what happens in this 30 years, that more land is confiscated, more expanding for settlements, more violence created either from uh, Israeli occupation forces or the, uh, the uh, colonist uh, colonialist uh, settlers, maybe around more than 800,000 Israeli settlers living in the West Bank. They are taking the land and on the other side, the weakness in Palestinians, political parties, BLO, the division between Gaza and West Bank. Uh, this week weakened in Palestinian political uh, leaderships, including establishing BA, uh, it goes under condition of funds and uh, also affected by a very big corruption issues that make the Palestinian cause very weak. But on the other hand, the new generation or the population which suffer from the occupation I think they are about to explode mm -hmm. against all the system. Israelis occupation first and also uh, the BA. So without like uh, a big mass of resistance and the only type of resistance, strategy of resistance can gain is participating as much as population and yeah, and I have hope and because 
of the public opinion in the West, like especially through international activists, international volunteers, international human rights organizations who see in their eyes that they can a little bit make some change of the public opinion because of the media. The Arab-Palestinian uh, and Arab media is very weak compared to the Zionist media issues. So uh, the, those uh, activists or volunteers coming here and uh, move it or send our message to the European media making activity in solidarity with Palestinians are change the power of the Israeli media in the, at least in the com communities in Europe, not to the government, because the government are related for supporting Israel as a base for controlling the area in the Arab countries. So I think nowadays it is up to the Palestinian 14 million nation to do something, even uh, the ones who are outside, especially in uh, Syria, Lebanon, in the refugee camps, are facing very bad situation, which gives them no power just for uh, fighting for living, not supporting. So it depends on the how much the people still fasting here, how much refuse uh, immigration, because what happens in uh, 48 shouldn't be uh, happened again mm -hmm. and it will not happen again so finally like the aim, one of the aims of this podcast is to encourage people to come what would you say to people that are maybe like thinking about it but not sure yeah i told you that uh, the palestinian cause now depending on the pressure putting on israel by the the United Nations in general and the, uh, the European countries who supported Israel and those will not change their policy if they haven't pressure from their community. So I think that, and also Palestinians didn't now, uh, didn't want to feel uh, lifted alone. So when they see more internationals coming in solidarity with them, they, it gives them hope because they know that those are uh, very supportive to them. So I encourage as much as uh, volunteers and uh, people, normal people, come here and see in the ground in order to face the Zionist media. This is fair. And also to support the Palestinians and give this power for the Palestinians to continue their struggle for their rights, justice, freedom and return. <laughs>